Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy, brought to you today by Josh Edison and Dr. Im Dinti. Hello and welcome to the Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy. This is definitely not the second time we've tried this because I'm drunk. Yes, uh, two people sit before you, one of them... A, a certain Josh Edison, the other a certain Dr. M. Dentith. One An of these people... Dr. M. Dentith. One of these people uh, is a little tipsy, having enjoyed themselves. Is that you? I don't is think you? it's me. Is it you? Is it you? No, do I, feel, you? do I feel tipsy? Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? No, I don't think it is. Is it me? I don't know. How about we record the episode and it will become apparent as we go along. I don't like that kind of science. That science is terrible. Mm. Well, we'll just have to make do. We're, um, we're, we're, we're ripping today's topic from the headlines. We're talking about uh, the fire that has just gone through Notre Dame Cathedral, uh, or if you're American... Notre Dame. Yep. I don't... I, I, I've, or I, if you're Lady Hawk, Paris is burning. I don't actually know... I, all I know is my delirium. Of Lady Hawk, because that same was album, hit. different mm, song. Yes, no, but that was the only big hit that, that I really took, paid attention to. But they did have a song called "Paris Is Burning," and that is entirely appropriate for this episode. And she's still a recording artist to this day. She is married to Madeline Sami. She is indeed excellent. So basically, she's winning on every single front. Mm, mm, that's entirely true. Uh, not one hundred percent relevant to the topic of today's episode. And indeed, for really those matter. of you outside of the mm. nation state of Aotearoa, New Zealand means absolutely nothing. I think Lady Hawk has done well overseas. Maybe not in the States. I don't she's think she's done we're, well we're talking about if a... we used her name, they go, oh. Well, exactly. They're going yeah. to think we're talking about that 80s movie with Rick Hauer and Michelle Pfeiffer. And uh, should we be talking about that 80s movie? We probably should, but unfortunately we're booked to be talking about conspiracy theories that have erupted in the wake of the Notre Dame. Also, unfortunately, great film, terrible soundtrack. Terrible soundtrack, so bad. Alan Parsons' project And yet did not wasn't the initial soundtrack choice. Really? Yeah, they were replaced at the last minute. There's actually another soundtrack out there which is actually much more appropriate for the film. I would like to hear that. So would Matthew Broderick, Rutger Hauer, and Michelle Pfeiffer. I imagine they would. Uh, still, we have, as well as discussions of Lady Hawk the Band and Lady Hawk the Movie, uh, we do intend to talk about the cathedral, and we have a little bit of news. So we maybe do. we should just blast, blast into that. of news. Yep, that'll be fine. Everything's going to be grand. Piano grand? Piano grand. You don't even know what that means, do you? No. Good. Mm. Let's hit the news. Breaking, breaking conspiracy theories in the news. In a world destroyed by a nation who lives in Harringay in London, it's hard to know where to start. So we might as well start with Julian Assange, yes. who was arrested last week by the British police for, it turns out, Bail jumping. This was after Ecuador withdrew his asylum status. That's Julian Assange, not a Lockheed nation. No. Although, Assange, well, maybe they yeah, should. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. Yeah. Now, Assange has spent the last few years living in Ecuadorian embassy in London, who had apparently caused trouble for the Ecuadorians, having continued to operate WikiLeaks from inside the embassy. This had led to awkward questions about his interfering with other nation-states whilst being hosted by Ecuador. 
Also, there are claims that not only did he skateboard throughout the embassy, but he also smeared fecal matter on the walls. Yeah. Although the Ecuadorian authorities will not confirm whose feces he actually spread. Frankly, we here at the Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy would really like to know what the Ecuadorians are doing with their poop. Do they send it home for a proper burial? Is it stored for some other reason? Why might Assange have access to someone else's toilet remnants? But, on a more serious note, the US government has lodged its interest in extraditing Assange to the US with regards to its hacking activities. As such, the whole world seems conflicted on Assange. He did flee bail to avoid going to Sweden to answer questions about his admitted sexual predation. But the US government is also seeking to criminalise leaking, which would also be very bad for journalism. Assange and his lawyers are claiming the Ecuadorians have caved to pressure from the US, something the previous president of Ecuador and the person who gave Assange asylum has also said. There are also some people insinuating that the Swedish investigation was just a honey trap, and others who think Assange and his supporters are using that story as a smokescreen. All and all, it's a mess of conspiracy and counter-conspiracy theories, where everybody claims to be the legal expert about rape, asylum status, and notions of arbitrary detention. I agree entirely. That was an excellently delivered news article, I just thought, in it one took, go. It took with no fifteen <laughs> minutes. Ah, you're doing say. fine. Uh, so so I, I believe the plan is we're gonna we're gonna talk about Assange a bit in the bonus content of this episode. Oh, for the God's There sake, is no. much that can be said. Well, that's not scripted though. We can say whatever the hell we want, it's quite true, frankly. We can. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll get into that later. No, I should point out for listeners at home. Joss has been very patient. It's taken about 35 minutes patient to get Patient my ass. This is gold. This has all been recorded. I'm going to edit the shit out of this. And it will be the drunkest <laughs> montage. Anyway, my turn. Uh, with, the, with the benefit... Let, let's see if I can do it without the benefit of alcohol. <laughs> Calming my nerves. You are going to feel drunk now. Well, I pretty much am by osmosis. It's true, it's true. Please, <laughs> anyway, hit it with your rhythm stick. Talking about so-called expertise, what about that black hole photo we saw last week? Surely no one can doubt the product of one of the greatest undertakings in science. Uh, well, except, of course, they can. Um, almost as soon as the photo was released to the world, two conspiracy theories quickly formed. The first is the simple one, uh, which is that the photo is not real and thus has a fake with some kind of distraction, most likely to draw attention away from whatever successes President Trump was announcing. Uh, most of these theories drew from the well of, well, I could mock that image up on Photoshop, which, while probably true, doesn't mean that this particular image is fake. In intuitions and gut feels are not, we would hope, at least these days, a good guide to science. And of course, the second conspiracy theory concerns Dr. Katie Bowman, the researcher who developed the code which stitched the image together. Uh, because sexism is still alive and well, some people immediately doubted that a woman, and a young one at that, could possibly be responsible for the code behind this mammoth undertaking. There was a mammoth as well? Good God, a team of scientists and a mammoth. 
Well, you really, know, yeah. science is pretty impressive these I know. days. Yeah. Uh, anyway, because women obviously can't code or, or just don't like computers, I suppose. Uh, or because how dare a woman take responsibility for all the work of all those previous men? Whatever the case, these people then spent days harassing Dr. Bowman and scraping through her work to try and prove she couldn't be the codemeister behind the image. We'd say it all got a little bit silly by the time these people used the fact that Dr. Bowman's code was written using open source software coded by men, which meant men were the real heroes here. But as we said, the targeted harassment kind of removes all the humour from the equation. And it really does, because it's quite disturbing the amount of sexist activity going on in social media around Katie Bowman. Well, it's, it, it actually, I think it will tie into the, the topic of the main topic for this episode. Just it's just anything Are you sort of gets... saying that women are responsible for the burning down in Notre Dame? I'm saying Dr. Katie Bowman herself burnt down Notre Dame. No, I'm not. Uh, but it's just, it's just it seems that the, the whole sort of culture war bullshit that goes on, anything that happens can be pounced upon by people to, to and drawn into their silly little crusade. Silly, it's what it is. It's just silly. Do you know what's Stop also it. silly? The fact that we separate news from updates and retractions. But we do. Updates and retractions. Back in 2016, when we talked about the European Students Association, which was active at the University of Auckland and its neighbouring tertiary institution, AUT, we remarked on how, despite claims that ESA was not a white nationalist or white supremacist organisation, it sure used the language, images and slogans of one. Mm. Well, less than a month after the terror attacks in Otatahi, the white supremacists are still operating at the University of Auckland, with some members, one of whom is a doctoral student there, threatening students of colour with gassing. Now, you would think the university would want to do something about it, but the university's response was to say... Do we, do we need an accent for this? Or? I mean, he's a New Zealander, so I've pretty much got the right yeah, accent. Yeah, just do your thickest okay. Kiwi accent. We are aware that following events such as the Christchurch mosque attacks, there will be an increased awareness of racism and offensive behaviour. The university will respond to concerns raised. A bit Fred Dagg? Yeah, this, bit, bit it's broad. one of those things where maybe. it's kind of hard to know whether that's a really, really good accent or a really, mm. really insulting mm. one. No, anyway, the Vice-Chancellor, Stuart McCutcheon, called the claims total nonsense. In essence, the university seems to be saying that not only is there a certain level of day-to-day -day white supremacism students should accept on campus, but everybody was just being a bit too sensitive in the wake of a terror attack which targeted can't even say Muslims. You just did. I did. Which targeted Muslims in our community. And finally, more local news. We talked about the whole emotional junior staffer thing back when we discussed them. Dis discussed. You've got me doing it. It's true, I do. Finally. I? Yep. Finally. Finally, your drunkenness spreads. Yep. Finally, more local news. We talked about the whole emotional junior staffer thing back when we discussed the March 15th terror attacks in Otatahi. The National Party quickly took down its petition against the UN Compact on Migration in the wake of the attack, first lying about it when it was taken down, and now, it seems quite clearly, lying about who took it down. 
Simon Bridges, the current leader of the National Party, claimed it was a junior staffer who acted in the heat of the moment. We now know it was Brian Anderton, a former ministerial press secretary who's worked for the National Party in Parliament for six years. Not just that, but he's now being investigated for taking down the petition. This has not gone down well for Bridges. Not only was he caught out in two lies, but the investigation into Anderton is not popular with the public, given most people think removing the petition in the wake of the events of March the 15th was a good idea. Old Simon Bridges, eh? Do you reckon he's for the boot? He hasn't been doing well. He seems like nobody likes him. So, uh, given that Labour has suddenly said no capital gains mm. tax, which means that suddenly Simon Bridges has nothing to attack the government for, because the government is doing absolutely nothing. That was a disappointment. Major disappointment. I know so many former Labour supporters who go, yep, sorry, can't, can't vote no. for Labour anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, I could understand Winston, Winston's a dick and he would have blocked the vote, so no point saying we're going to do it when they know they'd be voting. But, saying, saying, but saying I'm not going to do it for the rest of my leadership. Yeah, yeah okay, so of what if they have a Labour-Greens coalition for the next government and the Greens make it a condition of the coalition CGG? Well, that's fine, because she'd... Like, if the if the Greens are the one who bring it up, I'm sure they could wiggle around but that. But she said so. not under her leadership, which kind of means if the Greens say it's a condition, Jacinda Ardern kind of has to step down. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure they could weasel around. No, it's it's a it is a stupid thing for a leader to say, not under my leadership will we do X. Well, by we, though, did she mean the Labour Party or any government of which I am? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure you could semanticise your way around it. Nevertheless, this is not the, poli uh, the, the, the podcaster's guide to local body, not local body politics, local country politics, local national politics. Does that make sense? Local national? National local? Local national? <laughs> if I say it really fast, would you lose your shit completely? Local national, national local, local national? I lost every bit of control earlier this podcast. Spectacular. So in that case, let's move on and talk about a cathedral on fire. Which one? Notre Dame or Notre Dame? Well, could be both. Indeed. So, it could be said that the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Burn that mother down. Mm. The roof of Notre Dame Cathedral, of course. And when I say is, I mean was, because I'm fairly certain they put the fires out. 12th century wood, you know what I, you know what I mean? Ooh la la. Ooh la la, indeed. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you, 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 you've watched the news, you know what happened earlier this week. Um, Notre Dame Cathedral in France, which was being uh, uh, restoration work was underway on it. Restored, I believe, is a technical term. Well, but it hasn't been restored. It, it was in the process of being restored. And now it, it was being a, restored. A hell of a it's, lot uh, more restoration. It's kind of very, very unrestored right now. Mm. So, yes, the, um, the wooden bits of it caught on fire and... Uh, being an, an old building built several centuries before modern fire safety standards, the fire just spread right the way through. Right and said, while... It had actually survived from the 12th century. Mm. Um, and yes, so, so uh, you know, the, it's, it's not like the building's been demolished, but it has been heavily damaged and they're going to have to do a whole lot of, of reconstruction on it now. Luckily, they've got 600 million euros donated to make it better. Because mm. why clothe the Euro homeless and yeah. feed the hungry? Yeah, precisely. When you can build I mean, a big cathedral. The Catholic Church mm. can't afford to fix Notre Dame. No, living in there. And certainly you couldn't use that 600 millions to uh, look after the poor elsewhere in the world. Mm. No, sir. Indeedy. Anyway, um, we're not here to, to talk about socialism. 
Well, because it's a bit of a lie. Um, but we're here to talk about conspiracy theories, and 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 basically the instant um, that news of this fire got out, conspiracy theories started forming. Um, and I, like to begin, it did seem to be the usual thing that we always talk about: the whole big events need big explanations. It's like the official explanation, which appears to be perfectly plausible, is is just that it was part of the restoration work. Somebody was lazy with a welding torch or a lighting rig or something that gets hot, essentially. Uh, heat was applied to wood where it should not have been, and a fire resulted. But um, no, that's not good enough. Not and nearly good enough. It's not unreasonable in the wake of a major fire at a very large building. Yeah, so I, I, I'm trying to work Edifice. out what, yeah, what the right term to use here. It's not unreasonable to think that when you have a major fire at a edifice of such renown as, say, Notre Dame, to go, is it really an accident or is it, is it something else? You just said it's quite clear, given the available information we have, arson is not the right answer. No. As we'll kind of get into mm. in this episode. That hadn't stopped people at all. So, I mean, there's been, like, initially, initially there was a lot of sort of supposition and the the immediate assumption among these conspiracy theorists was, no, obviously it wasn't an accident because it just wasn't. It was an attack, Josh. On Western civilization, but well, exactly. It was. It was. It was. Or, or if you're not mangling your words, mm -hmm. Western civilization. I think you said it perfectly well the first time. Oh, I um, believe I wear civilization. Well, close enough. So, I mean, there are a few theories. I, I think the attack on Western civilization is the one that's that it's sort of condensed mostly into. But you had who's a attacking of, Western civilization? Well, George? who isn't? I but assume, who? I assume it's those wacky Muslims. They seem to be up to everything these that days. That does seem to be the, the major theory here, Muslims. Mm. Muslims hate Notre Dame. Despite Obviously. the fact on the same day, El Noor Mosque actually suffered major fire damage at the same time. Mm. And a bunch of churches burned down in America. But anyway. Yeah, but that was in Louisiana. Well, I mean, no one cares about African Americans, Joshua. That's satire. That's you watching satire, at home. Yes. People actually should care and do care. Yes, I mean we ha we have the whole cultural thing. I mean there, there was a bit of there was a bit of the the more prosaic conspiracy theory was simply that it was some sort of insurance fraud that the restoration work was going to cost too much money. You're right, but I mean insurance fraud on Notre fucking Dam Cathedral seems like a bit of a reach. Who's it's it's not exactly you know torching your caravan to make a few bucks. It's burning down a national monument. So I don't know about that, but there's some people said it was a cover for de destroying secret churchy documents that were stored inside. Although no one actually made any claims as to what, what those documents were, were exactly. or what those documents might actually say. Some said it was a distraction from whatever, either we're distracting, so we don't, we're distracting us from the good things that Trump is doing, though they're distracting us from the bad things that the evil deep state is doing. Did you know Michelle Obama was just in Paris? Mm? She was. Joined the dots, people. Just only two days mm. ago. Ipso facto, Michelle Obama burnt down Barack Obama and Notre yes, Dame. Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton and George Soros, they're all there together. Soros brought the can full of petrol. Hillary Soros brought the is matches. very dry. I imagine he would catch fire. Mm. Ah, like so that. you're saying George Soros was the kindling? 
I'm certainly not saying he wasn't. Excellent. Uh, some people said it was revenge against Pope Benedict for doing stuff, even though he's not Pope anymore. I don't know why Benedict. Yeah, it seems weird. Yeah, that was why a not, weird one. Which why not Pope Francis? Francis? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the people who came up with this theory haven't been paying attention and think Benedict is still the Pope. Maybe they think because he he stood down and didn't die that he's still the true Pope. It is true. There are certain people who go, well, you know, Benedict hasn't actually died, so frankly, Francis is an, is an anti-pope. Mm. Benedict's the only true pope. So, well, maybe that was revenge against him anyway. Um, but, yeah, so there have been a few, but I think the main one that seems to have, have, have coalesced into is the, yes, it's a culture war, you know, the, the whole Western civilization, Christianity is the cornerstone of Western civilization. And there's been a bit of debate about the term Judeo-Christianity, which basically means not Muslims, <laughs> And saying that the the history of the, the history of Europe, put lumping Jews and Christians together on the same side, kind of at I odds mean, with the uh, most of the history of. So herein lies the issue. So Jews, Christians, and Muslims all basically share the same notion of who the central one mm. God of all creation is. But depending on the day of the week, Jews and Christians are against Muslims, Muslims and Jews are against Christians, Christians and Muslims are against Jews. It just seems that we've got this one God, but we're willing to demarcate that one God to go, no, no, on this particular day, this God is only in coalition with two of the three sources. Mm. And then they get used as some kind of, well, ipso facto, it turns out the Jews or the Christians or the Muslims are against blah, blah, and blah. Mm. Yes, so it's so you, you, it's basically been all the usual suspects, all your alt-right people. I can't be bothered thinking of a good description for them. Stephen Molyneux immediately, I believe, started... Um, w w without any sort of, you know, just, first just sort of started saying, well, it obviously wasn't an accident just because, and started coming up with various reasons why it couldn't be an accident and was told, no, those are silly reasons, then came up with other ones, and that process repeated itself a few times from what I can see. Um, a few people, your Paul Joseph Watsons, and which one's Matt Walsh? Whoever the hell he is anyway, did a lot of the just asking questions sort of thing. Which also must... Stephen Molyneux did as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying Muslims cause issue, but I'm just asking questions about what, yeah, do, what do we what, believe. Yeah, what do we know? Uh, QAnon got onto it straight away. I think they were the ones who first popped up with the Michelle Obama was just in, just in Paris, you know. Did you see that tweet? Someone, someone retweeted a guy a New Zealander who tweeted at Donald Trump saying that 4chan and 8chan have just been blocked in New Zealand. Please let Q know, which I think means this guy's internet was down or something and couldn't access those sites. So people laughing at it. I kind of, I read, the, I actually felt sorry for the guy. He's, he's obviously, he's just a bit, a bit sad and out of touch that he thinks he can, he, that he thinks Q and on Q is the president's special friend and he can tweet at the president when his internet goes down because he can't look at That's his eight chain. That's kind of what Q says. They're mm. a special character. They're able to... I don't know, I'm talking old an old person. Yes. They're able to, Joshua. I don't know what you understand, but Q is able to get in contact with President Trump because that's what they're kind of doing. 
Has anyone said that Q is President Trump? Some people Surely have, that yeah. Would, that would yeah. have to be a thing. Um, but yes, so evidence, evidence, evidence. Well, why, 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 why even look at it? Yes, okay, fine. There was a little bit of a little bit of quote unquote evidence offered for some of these things. Um, some people appeal to the fact that there have been Muslim terror attacks in France. Um, nothing on the scale. Yeah, of and it's true. Actually, France, France does suffer more from Islamic terrorism than other parts of the EU, in part because France is a colonial power which still has colonies in the north of Africa, and ipso facto is more likely to be threatened by people from the north of Africa than other parts mm. of the EU. Also, I remember in the past people have talked about the fact that the French riot at the drop of a hat, quite frankly. Anything, anything will set them off. So Muslim people getting taking to the streets and, and making a fuss is, it kind, of, kind of shows just how well they're integrating with French yeah, society. Yeah, it shows that they are as French as French can mm. be. Anyway, uh, so, so there have been apparently some faked videos of people chanting Allah Akbar um, it, it supposedly in, in response to this, um, which you can tell are fake because these multiple different videos all appear to be using the same, the exact same audio. And in some situations, the they're not even saying Aloha Akbar, they're saying Alois, Alavant, Allez en avant. Even better, which move means in French. please move along. Mm. Uh, supposedly there was video showing an imam in the building, but on closer inspection, it was a guy in a high-vis vest and a helmet. Yeah, so it turns out that apparently the kind of skull cap you expect an imam to wear is also, from a distance, looks like the kind of helmet that a high-vis worker might be using whilst actually doing restoration work on Notre Dame. Mm. And there's been a little bit of, of the sort of jet fuel can't melt steel beam stuff. Some people have claimed that, oh, welders, welder sparks couldn't burn 12th century wood, although there was more than just welding gear going on there, I'm sure. So who the, who the hell And knows? also, 12th century wood, I imagine, is pretty damn dry. So I kind of imagine welder sparks... Welder sparks? Yes. Welder sparks actually probably can melt. Mm. Or set fire to set fire to wood. Although I did see one person saying, "Look, um, the, the 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 fire burnt down, but look, this golden cross in the middle of it is completely untouched." Now, how how can you not believe in God? To which the reply was, "You know, wood burns at six hundred degrees and gold melts at a thousand degrees. So that's 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 the laws of physics." Right there. Don't talk to me about your laws of physics. That's just nonsense. So jet fuel may or may not be able to melt steel beams, but wood fires cannot melt gold. I think we're all in agreement there. Are we? Are we really? No. Or are you just making things up to make the 9-11 truth look bad? Well, I don't even know anymore. Um, so what is there to say? I mean, arson, arson is a thing that happens. Fires are deliberately lit. Yep. But, so it's not, it's not, you know, it's not like saying aliens did it or that you don't need to involve holograms or nanothermite or magical technologies to, to come up with a theory that a fire might have been started deliberately. But there doesn't appear to be any actual evidence of that. And there is perfectly good cause to believe that it happened. All right. So this is, an accident, this is my point here. So it is not unreasonable when you hear about a major fire at a national icon like Notre Dame to suspect maybe it was set deliberately because 
arsonists do exist. Mm. The whole point about the 20th century is the realisation that there are some people out there who set fires deliberately. So it is reasonable to think when a major fire is set, maybe an arsonist is responsible. It's just that given the available information we have, including the restoration work and the fact there were arc welders working on the day of the fire, it seems quite likely, given the available evidence, the most likely cause of the fire was arc welding. Hmm. So it's fine to go, maybe it was set by someone, but in the face of the evidence, you have to provide pretty good evidence against the thesis it was an accident to show that there's something else going on here. Hmm. And really, it's all just been a lot of a lot of a lot of reckons, a lot of askings of questions, a lot of a lot of Muslims are not bad, being able to imagine mm. accidents happen. Mm. And yet they do. For instance, you quite accidentally got yourself thoroughly sourced it's this strong. afternoon. I not planned. I went out to. for a drink with my friends, Jamie and Nick, on the notion I'd have a few drinks and then come back here. And then drinks just kept on being bought. And maybe I continued to drink those drinks. And maybe there was some inappropriate sourcing going on at 5pm in the afternoon. And a phone call being made to a Russian on a bus. I can't say anything more. Probably best that you don't. What's the YouTube thing, though? YouTube's algorithm was at it again, was it? Well, yeah, so this is a weird thing. So people doing live streams about the Notre Dame fire, and YouTube was identifying these using its AI algorithm as being misinformation and thus evidence of a false flag event. Right. Because... Which YouTube has now gone, yeah, maybe that was... Um, not the right way to needs go bit, about needs this. Needs a bit of tuning. Just tune up the old algorithms there. Twiddle some knobs. But yeah, YouTubers go, oh, obviously these live streams are insinuating false flag. Let's put some videos up about how 9-11 was not a false flag event. Right. So at least they haven't been spreading videos saying 9-11 was a false flag event. They have well, I mean, they've been doing plenty of that in the past as well. That but... 9-11 was. Hmm. Yes, so, YouTube algorithm, eh? A little bit cack? Well, my theory is, if your algorithm doesn't work, don't use it. Well, that's obvious. That, that, that's just crazy talk. Then they wouldn't be able to wank on about how clever their algorithms are and, and plot to eliminate human beings if, entirely. If which I assume YouTube, is what YouTube wants to wank, does. they can wank on their own time. I assume they do. Quite clearly they do. Hmm. So I think that's about all we've got. Notre Dame, conspiracy theories. Like, like I said earlier, it, just, it was just one of those issues that was easy for people to pounce upon and use for their own purposes, co-opt into their culture wars that they think are going on. Uh, but it's all a little kind of a, a big bunch of us, really. Yeah, it's one of the situations where we've got a major event, people want to know exactly what happened behind it, 
it's quite obvious that people are going to start suspecting maybe it was a conspiracy. There's a very good rival official explanation, which is it's probably an accident due to the arc welding. The French government had not confirmed that at this stage, but it seems the most reasonable explanation to take given the available evidence. But people are going, big event, needs a big cause, ipso facto, it must have been a threat to Western civilization, which is what Stephen Molyneux and co have made. Mm. And frankly, seems much more likely it was just an accident. And the kind of accident you expect when you have very large monuments that have not been well looked after for quite some time. So there you go. I think the only other thing that's worth mentioning is that um, as part of the record, uh, part of the reporting around the event, um, much has been made of the fact that uh, Notre Dame is home to the largest organ in France. It's the largest organ in that, France. Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about the la largest organ in France, Josh. Uh, it's a Notre Dame Cathedral. What kind of organ is it? I don't know. Pipe organ, I guess. Would you like to play it? I would love to get my hands on the largest organ in France. <laughs> I'm sure you would. What kind of uh, tune would you play in the largest organ on France? I don't know. I can't think of a decent sexual euphemism <laughs> to answer that question, I'm afraid. Organ is a euphemism for penis. It's true. That's the joke. That's and, why we're laughing. And Josh do with cannot think any far beyond a penis to think of decent metaphors for manipulating penises, particularly around the French. Well, in my defence, I am very drunk right now. <laughs> That's me, you idiot. Damn it. Oh, well, I think maybe it's time to time to, to call it quits on this particular episode, although, of course, we now have the fun of the um, patron bonus content recording, which is not scripted. That's true, and we, we actually have quite a lot of interesting content here. We've got what we actually think about Julian Assange, which is an attempt to see whether our patrons will stay with us when we actually express what we actually believe. We have the curious case of people misinterpreting US Representative Ilan Omar, and of course the problem of UK's anti-Semitism problem. UK Labour in particular. Well, precisely. Mm. Is UK Labour anti-Semitic? Some evidence says Yes, it is. Mm. We'll Spoilers. talk about that Spoilers. in some detail. Come the bonus content. Mm. The bonus content, which is, of course, available to our, our patrons who patronise us with their patronage, for which we are massively grateful. The rest of you can go eat a balls. Eat or, a balls. Indeed. Not eat balls, not eat a ball. Eat a balls. I'm very drunk right now. <laughs> I'm just going to accept what Josh said, because whatever I was going to say would sound just as stupid. It sure would. And also be hard to enunciate. Mm. So, until next week, good balls. Bye! Feather. Bye! been listening to the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy starring josh addison and dr mrx dented which is written researched recorded and produced by josh and m you can support the podcast by becoming a patron via its podbean or patreon campaigns and if you need to get in contact with either josh or m 
you can email them at podcastconspiracy at gmail.com or check their Twitter accounts, Mikey Fluids and Conspiracism. Remember, they're coming to get you, Barbara. You sound like a dying manatee. You're a dying manatee. I can't back that up. I don't know what dying manatee sounds like.